0: Today we're here to discuss an amazing mathematician, a discreet woman whose personal life we know very little about, but her research and life's work speak volumes for themselves. On today's episode of Girls Talk Math, we are honored and excited to tell you about the life and works of this obscure woman with an astonishing career and constant perseverance. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Wessel, a junior. Hi, I'm Delphine Mew, I'm a freshman.
1: Hi, I'm Sophie Tintolo. I'm also a freshman.
2: Hi, I'm Julian Burns and I'm a
3: rising sophomore. Hi, I'm Lizziah and I'm also a rising sophomore. And this is Girls Talk Math.
2: Today we are going to be talking about Dr. Ganga Shrestha.
4: She is from Nepal and currently lives there with her husband, mother-in-law, son, daughter-in-law, and grandson. She also has a daughter who is living in the U.S. We don't
0: know much about her prior education. However, in 1989, she earned her Ph.D. from the Department of Mathematical Statistics at the University of Delhi. Do
1: you think it was hard for her to like, do well in like a science and math school as a female?
2: I can only assume that it would have been quite difficult, her being a female in what I can only assume was a school populated mostly by males. She must have had to work extra hard to prove her worth.
4: Well, actually, in an interview she stated she didn't have a lot of trouble with inequality between men and women. She mostly found that in her family. Her parents didn't want her to study math or science because she was a woman.
2: That's really interesting.
1: Actually, I remember reading something about how she wanted to be an engineer but her parents would completely just not allow it because she was a female. So that's why she went into
3: what she does now.
0: How do you think she got inspiration to keep going?
3: Maybe somebody broke her heart.
0: <laughs> How would that get her into math and science, though?
2: Maybe she just had always enjoyed the subject.
0: Actually, her brother started studying science and became a dairy technologist.
3: So her brother broke her heart? <laughs> <laughs> no. no!
0: No! It just opened her to the idea of a career in math and science.
3: Oh. Her, but her
0: inspiration for her particular field came from a series of conferences she attended. In <laughs> nineteen seventy eight, she traveled to the East West Center in Hawaii, where a month long conference was being held.
1: A month is a very long time. <laughs> for a conference,
0: like think about like your normal
1: like business conference, just like or, like a couple hours. Yeah, this is that's, a month. True.
0: that's true.
3: Wait, but Maybe. why was she Wait, there that so
4: but why was she there so long? No. She was so into this that she would have taken a whole month to and travel to another country to be there and study with these people. And then also she attended another one in 1982. She went all the way to the International Center for Theoretical Physics in Italy. She has pointed to these
1: conferences and the people she met there to be what brought her to study Mathematical Demography.
2: What is
0: Mathematical Demography?
2: Mathematical Demography looks at the relationships between different types of phenomena that affect population.
0: Cool! At Tripp Huan University, she was a professor from 1970 till 2011, and chairperson of the Central Department of Statistics starting in 1978 to 83.
4: So, what does she do now? Currently, she's
1: working at Nepal Academy of Science and Technology as a professor of statistics. What's
0: statistics?
2: Statistics is the study of collecting and analyzing large amounts of data. This is important to her studies in demographics in order to create models, compare different situations, and even predict the future, or try to at least.
4: What are her studies? How does this play in?
2: What she has made her life's work is she has been studying the correlation between the fertility rate and the age that women get married in Nepal. It's quite fascinating, really.
0: Why do you think she went into this field of work?
2: I read something that said she thought that
1: in Nepal about 80% of childbirth doesn't happen in hospital, it happens like at the home, and that increases the maternity death rate. This is important to help prevent that.
0: Do you think she's more interested in this subject
4: because she is a woman? Probably. I would imagine so. I wonder how being a woman had an effect on her career. Well,
0: her family didn't want her to become a scientist because she was a woman. She explains that many women in science in Nepal face difficulties because of many elders are illiterate and don't understand the work women scientists are doing. This can cause
4: difficulties in joint families. I wonder what kind of difficulties?
2: In an interview, she spoke to women hoping to follow a career in math or science. She said, my message to young women scientists is to work hard, be focused, and have a clear vision. The most important thing to have is interest in the field. Try to understand what you want to achieve and keep the habit of sharing
3: your knowledge with others.
4: Inspiring.
3: I wonder if her parents, if they were alive today, would ever have an opinion on her work now. Well, we're not sure if they're alive or not, because she lives with her uh,
1: mother-in-law, so they might still be alive.
0: I would they would be proud of her, though.
4: If they understood, like, what she's doing. Which is the problem, she said, often occur.
3: As a family member of Ganga, how would... How would we put ourselves in her shoes?
4: I think it'd be difficult. Her kind of level of education wasn't always available to like the generation of her family.
2: Especially to women.
0: It's because it's like ingrained in the culture that women can't do these things, but it's good that she's doing
4: them.
2: And passionate about them as well.
4: Yeah, people like her are the ones making big changes even though it's like only a few generations back it's really it's really different because culture has really changing our society and she didn't she probably didn't have as many people to look up to as we do now
2: yeah and it's because of people like her that we have people to look up to because i mean i don't think i've ever been told you should not go into math and science just because you're a woman mm-hmm. But I'm sure it's most definitely something she had heard at one point or another.
0: Do you think if your gender didn't have any representation in a certain field, do you think you would still pursue it if you loved it, or did you think, would you think like, oh, I'm a woman, I can't do that, just because nobody there was? What well, like that's didn't kind of pressures. like that's
1: kind of like a personal thing, like if whether you your like heart is set on it, or if you can kind of think you can do something else if you're not up for the challenge like personally if I wanted to do something that badly I would do it
4: yeah I I'd say if I was that time I'd say I hope that yes I would but you never know when you're surrounded by that and you grow up with it it takes a lot to break out of that
2: yeah Mm -hmm. and being told you can't do something that might just straight up stifle your love for it to the point where you don't want to do it anymore because you believe that you'll never succeed and you aren't you are not able to do it.
3: I would have a different perspective than you guys. As a person of color, we're basically determined to sh- prove to everybody that we can do this. We can do it and we have no option there's no option to give up because mm-hmm. that's basically saying that yeah we are the status quo no that's not true we're actually people out here that are educated and can be (laughs) can be president can be anything you want to be yeah just anything you want to be and if anyone tries to tell us different we have the determination to prove them wrong people of our generation want to prove that we can do more
2: Mm Because kids nowadays in our generation were always asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, if you're expected to be a housewife your whole life, then you're not going to be asked that. But I also
0: think that's, again, like, that's part of American culture. Like, my dad, he's Taiwanese, and he immigrated here. And, like, it's completely different between him and his sister. Like, his sister's, like, she's, like, very accomplished. She's a doctor. And my dad had, like, a lot more pressure to fill that seat like just as male than his
4: sister did, but his sister ended up like
2: leaving a very successful academic life.
4: Yeah. Yeah well, the pressure goes I- both ways. And I think just for stress the it's it's amazing when people push out of that when they're surrounded by other people who agree with pushing out of it, but when you're, you seem, at least to yourself, to be pushed down even by other women and who are, it's like your family, that I think that takes on a whole other level of difficulty. Right. Yeah, Cause
0: because you don't want to... S- you always want to make your family
4: happy. Yeah.
3: yeah. But then there's also a line between making your family happy and making yourself happy as well because you can't also make your family happy, yourself happy, and then the rest of the world happy because that's literally physically, emotionally, and mentally impossible because that puts a lot of stress on you and eventually you're not going to be happy, your family's not going to be happy, and the rest of the world is definitely not going to be happy.
4: And she knew where to draw that line and it's, the world is probably better for it especially her being a teacher. She's helping other students, other women get to where she is. Mm-hmm. And I
3: feel like the way that she made that way, that path was to put herself first which was her academic life first And a sense of putting herself first, making her happy. Then she made other people happy. Mm
4: -hmm. And her community
3: better. Her community, yeah, her community better. Just by giving back, by educating people on that too. And then after that, she goes back and supports her family as well. Mm -hmm. And eventually she makes everybody happy just by starting to make herself and believing in herself as a woman and basically saying, I can do this.
4: I wonder what kind of legacy she's leaving behind. She
3: helped found the Master's in Science and Statistics in Tripp-Huvan University. She has completed over 20 scientific publications and three bachelor level statistic books. Yeah. To finish up a quote from one of her articles. Early marriage
2: is directly associated with the early initiation of childbearing and high fertility, which may have adverse effects on the health of mothers. Age at first marriage has a major effect on childbearing because women who marry early have on average a longer period of exposure to the risk of becoming pregnant and a greater number of lifetime births. There are many other social, economical, and health concerns related to early marriage. It may not cause only health hazards to women but also affect their mental development due to increased domestic responsibility, deprivation of freedom and education as well. So we all know that this is something that's important to her and that not only did she break out of her shell and get an education freedom and make her own life, but she encourages others to do the same.
0: Equation you do is a form of art. It's time to get together, to fly a rocket, build a house, and control the weather with math. Math, 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 math. math. Yes. Who here likes math? Is not a man. You could be a female mathematician.